Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the One World, One Future podcast. I am so excited for you all to be here because today we have a very, very special guest for a very, very special episode. I am pleased to announce you to Mr. Jack Kosakowski. Thank you. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. How are you doing? I am doing terrific. Well, thank you for joining me today. And before we hop into what JA Worldwide is, could you please tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm currently serving as the uh, president and CEO of Junior Achievement USA, but my history with Junior Achievement goes way back to when I was a high school student. And uh, the impact that it had on me was so dramatic uh, that I've spent my entire professional career uh, with Junior Achievement. Uh, in fact, I'm in my 48th year uh, professionally. So uh, obviously, I love what I do. Uh, live in the Denver, Colorado area and uh, love it here as well. Awesome. Well, JA has made such an amazing impact on so many individuals. And it's so cool to see that you've been a part of the JA program since you were a high school student and now serving as the president of JA, which is so incredible. So round of applause to that. Um, For those who don't know what JA is, could you please explain it? Sure. Uh, We're a K-12, at least here in the United States, a K-12 youth organization. Uh, And we really focus on three areas, uh, that being uh, workforce readiness or career readiness, financial literacy, uh, and entrepreneurship education. But really, our our ultimate goal is to inspire and prepare young people to be successful in the global economy. So ultimately, we see the result of that being a world in which young people would have the skill set and the mindset to build thriving communities. Awesome. And I know because I've been a part of JA, there are multiple different programs that JA offers. Do you know how many programs there are in total? Well, actually, it is kind of hard to keep up with it because we try to uh, be attuned to school districts and what their needs are and young people, what their needs are. Last count I had, there were 34 uh, different learning experiences that are available. And the way we operate is while we're a national organization, we're, we're kind of like a franchise in that we have 103 local J areas across the United States. And each one of those, depending on the needs of their community, can pick and choose the learning experiences that would best serve the communities that they're in. Awesome. And are there only 130, I think you said, or are there more outside of the U.S.? Yeah, there's 103 local offices in the United States, but globally we are in about 114 countries. And so uh, it's fascinating. I, I don't know if you're aware, but we were recently nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And uh, that's very exciting. Yeah, I saw that when you posted about that on LinkedIn. That That is so amazing. So congratulations. That's so awesome. I am hoping for the best for that. Um, <laughs> I'm cheering you on all the way from Arizona. Um, best of luck. Um, but could you tell the audience of all the programs that JA offers, which one would you say is your favorite? Well, I hate to do that, but, uh, you know, you tend to... I guess, look at your personal experience. And the one that had 
well, in fact, when I was in JA back in the 1970s, Junior Achievement only had one program. It was an after-school program that, called the company program, where kids would get together and start a business, build the product, market the product, sell stock, do everything that a normal company does. Um, and, you know, i share a little bit about that experience because I, I think my personal experience could be relevant to a lot of your listeners. Um, you know, I grew up in a household where education really wasn't a focus. Uh, my, my mother had graduated from high school, but that was it. My dad actually dropped out of high school, and this goes way back to World War II, uh, to join the Marine Corps. Uh, and, and so, you know, with them not having an educational kind of upbringing, it just wasn't a focus. So, you know, I, again, as a young person, you tend to learn by what you observe in your environment. And what I saw is that, you know, once my father uh, left the Marine Corps, he went to work in a factory and he hated what he did. I mean, he, he hated the union. He hated management just wasn't a real happy guy. So I grew up in this household where I thought things tended to happen to you as opposed that you could make things happen. And so fast forward to JA, I mean, I, I was an okay student in school, not great, not great at athletics, not great at band or anything like that. But in those days, junior achievement used to come around and recruit you from school to join this program. And the only reason I joined, and this is a bit embarrassing, but the only reason I joined is there was this cute girl that was sitting in front of me and she wouldn't give me the time of day at school. So I thought, well, hey, here's an opportunity. She signed up. I signed up. And lo and behold, I started attending junior achievement sessions and I had one of the mentors that was working with me. We have, you know, these volunteer business people, you know, this guy, Mr. Gimple, saw something in me that teachers hadn't seen, coaches hadn't seen, uh, and really sort of prodded me. Uh, in fact, I was this really shy high school kid. I didn't talk to people, uh, would never do public speaking. Uh, and he made sure I got elected vice president of sales of my JA company. So all of a sudden, not only did I have to sell, but I had to teach all the other kids in the company how to sell. And so, you know, in those days, it was safe to go door to door selling. And trust me, if, if you want to an experience, you knock on a door and it's slammed in your face, you knock on a door, it's slammed in your face. But finally, when somebody says, yeah, I'll take one of those, it is this confidence booster. And so as I went through junior achievement, I uh, became president of my company one year and vice president of finance the other. So I learned all of these backgrounds of business, which, by the way, intrigued me much more than what I was learning in school because it was very practical, real life. And all of a sudden I said, well, OK, if I want to be an accountant, I guess I do have to learn how to do math. Uh, and, you know, all these other things are writing business letters. So they started to make sense to me. And uh, so what ended up happening in my situation was I was in junior achievement back in Toledo, Ohio, which was a heavy manufacturing area. And uh, they had a great scholarship program. So I received a, uh, and this sounds crazy in 2022, but I received a $4,000 college scholarship 
that at the time was enough to pay my entire way through the University of Toledo, a small state school. Uh, and so I was the first kid in my family to have a college education. So that's kind of why I'm so committed to the organization, because, you know, we now have this saying, we take young people from I can't to I can. Well, I actually experienced that. And I see that happening in young people that we work with all the time. So to answer, that was a long answer to your question. But if I had a favorite program, personally, it's that company program, because it's not a school environment. You're actually in a real business environment where you have to make this company successful. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story, which that kind of leads us into our next question. What has changed at JA USA since you've been the president? Oh, wow. You know, we are over a hundred year old organization. And of course, uh, I mentioned when I first got involved in Junior Achievement, we were only an after-school high school program. And so through the years, we have evolved into being a full K-12 curriculum uh, in many communities, like in uh, the Phoenix area, we have these facilities called capstone facilities and uh, students can take part in either something called J Biz Town uh, or J Finance Park, which is almost a Disney-esque experience. You know, for example, in the Finance Park program, there are real live storefronts that have names that students recognize and uh, as you go into this experience, you're given a life situation card. And it may say that you're a 22-year-old single mother making X amount a year. And so then you need to actually go through that experience and develop a budget and make sure that that budget balances. And it is a, for many of the young people that participate, it's a life-changing experience because they don't really realize the decisions that their parents have had to make and the sacrifices that they've had to make to keep this household uh, going. And so, you know, during my tenure, and of course we went global during that period of time. Uh, and I was uh, uh, one of the players in making that happen. I, at the time I was serving as chief operating officer for J worldwide. So I had the opportunity to visit I guess, 37 countries in the course of about five years and tremendous learning experience for me because, you know, here I was this kid out of Toledo that I'd been to Canada and that was it. And all of a sudden the world opened up in front of me. And, and what I discovered is that what we do in junior achievement is so much more appreciated outside of the United States than it is in the United States. I was just amazed. I mean, you know, for example, in the Middle East, uh, Queen Rania of Jordan was our ambassador, and she could get me into the Ministry of Education in any country in the Middle East. And as I would talk to these people, they had such an interest in developing these entrepreneurial skills, these business skills, because you kind of, you know, you, you know, they have this educated population coming up, and they were acute enough or smart enough to understand if these young people don't have jobs when they're ready for jobs, they'll do something else. And of course, you know, I, I would argue that the Arab Spring was a great reflection of that uh, and the changes that took place. I mean, even in China, the communist youth organization has endorsed junior achievement. 
because of the entrepreneurial programs that we bring on. So, uh, you know, I, I guess that's probably one of the big changes during my tenure is that whole international piece. And, you know, some of your listeners may wonder, junior team in the Nobel Peace Prize. And uh, the funny story to that is when I was running our operation in Wisconsin, I had a board member who was very involved on the international scene with junior achievement. And one day I asked him, I said, Marty, why do you spend so much money and time on this international stuff? And he looked at me very straight faced and he said, Jack, world peace. And I was kind of taken aback because I just never thought of it that way. But he said, you know, Jack, people that are prosperous, people that do business with each other typically don't kill one another. And that was a great lesson for me uh, as we implement these programs, even here in the United States. You know, there's uh, even a quote in the Bible somewhere that, uh, you know, people without hope will perish or with no vision will perish. And so all of our programs are really geared towards that, providing a hope for the future. I love that. That's so awesome. And I have to say, when I first took took place in my first JA program, I have fell in love with the program and it's just grown so much. And it taught me so many amazing things about life and actually how to work a business, which is really cool. And I'm excited to use those skills in my adult life when I actually get my first job. Um, yeah. And it's going to be cool to see all the skills I learned from fifth grade. So thank you for creating such an amazing organization that has just grown and um, helping so many kids around the world learn so many amazing business skills, um, which that kind of leads me into another question I have for you. If someone um, who's a listener wants to volunteer with JA, how can they get started and what can they do to volunteer? It's a great question. And of course, you know, uh, during COVID, it has been very challenging uh, getting volunteers into the classroom. We, we're doing a lot more video, but <clears throat> the place folks would start is go to the Junior Achievement website, which is ja.org. <clears throat> and on there, you can scroll to a spot where it says J near you. And a map will come up and they simply will click on uh, the closest office to them and that will get them information uh, about volunteering. And volunteering is really pretty simple. I mean, obviously it takes time, but all of our experiences comes with the curriculum uh, that the volunteer is given, lesson plans, activities that they do. So it's not really a case of, and you've actually probably experienced that in JA, the volunteer doesn't come in and lecture to you. They typically lead the students through some sort of an activity. So uh, it's kind of fun. In fact, I would even encourage parents, uh, you may want to go into your child's classroom uh, to do this because it uh, it really is an eye-opening experience, not just for the, the students, but also for the volunteers to sort of spend a day in the life of a child. I It was so cool back when I did BizTown, the volunteers, exactly what you said, they helped us um, learn all these important skills. And then throughout the day, we kind of took more power and kind of took took it on by ourselves a little more. It was cool to see our progress throughout like a four hour day, which was really awesome. Um, and then so for 2022, since we did just start the year, do you have any big goals that you want to accomplish 
through for you for JA USA? Yeah, Ashley, we you always have to have goals in life. And you know, the progression of how we have taught young people or get them experienced, we we used to have a kind of a program-centric approach where we would focus on getting a student involved if they were in finance needed financial literacy into a financial literacy program. We're now moved to much more of a student-centric approach. So we have identified competencies that young people will need either in the workforce or just to be successful in life. And so while we're still utilizing these programs, the focus is on providing these young people, helping them become successful uh, in these various competencies. And then in the future, what we're working towards is we'll keep that student-centric and program-centric, but starting to look community-centric in terms of what difference does it make for a community that its young people have gone through junior achievement? And of course, you know, in our vision statement, we keep talking about building thriving communities. So in, in my view, you keep asking this, why do you do what you do question? Uh, the reason I do it is I want to see young people who become successful contributing members of society as opposed to somebody that's a drag uh, on society. That's awesome. Well, I hope you accomplish all of the goals that you have for this year and then beyond, because like you said, goals, we always need them in life. And that's what pushes us to do better every single day. Um, and this leads us into the next part of the podcast, which is the audience questions. So the day before I'll post who I'm interviewing and I'll say, audience, what questions do you have? And we got a lot of questions. Now I stole some of them for myself because I did want to ask them um, to you, but the few that you didn't answer yet are, how have the programs changed due to COVID? Great question. I mean, the world changed because of COVID. And of course, our focus has been on delivering the experiences primarily through the K-12 systems around the country. And so we're pretty much, uh, whatever their policies are, we're kind of with that. And so uh, if a school was closed, that was great difficulty. But fortunately, uh, going back to 2013, actually, we started to invest in blended learning, which takes into account technology. And so we have a learning management system. Uh, and in a lot of communities across the country during uh, COVID, the, t- the uptake on that blended learning, just it increased fivefold because you couldn't go into the classroom. And so our volunteers were actually being beamed in either live, kind of like we're talking right now, or recording where they would go into the school. So, so that was the big change. Uh, another big change is just digital in general. Uh, we have spent a lot of resource over the years in, for lack of a better term, career fairs for young people to give you an idea of what skills are you going to need if you're interested in becoming an accountant or you know, a pilot. And so, again, you couldn't do these big gatherings of people And so we utilized a very impressive software product that we found uh, and can actually do those career fairs virtually and still enable a one-on-one conversation between a student and a potential employer uh, to learn about 
again, the skill sets, the competencies uh, that they would need to be successful in those jobs. Awesome. That, that's so cool that JA has really used the virtual platform to their advantage. And it's so cool that since 2013, you've been working on that blended learning, which is so cool. It's almost like you knew something was happening, but you didn't know. It was like a perfect scenario just kind of fell into place, which is really cool. Um, and then another audience question I have for you is, um, where can people find you on social media? Uh in turn the organization mm-hmm. or yeah, I the think that's what the audience said. Yeah. Yeah. We have a presence on pretty much all the major um, platforms that are out there. So, you know, whether it's Twitter, uh, Instagram, you name it, we, we do have a presence. Awesome. And then my last question I have for you is if there was only 10 minutes in the world, what would you do to change that using JAUSA? Wow. Only 10 minutes in the world. Boy, oh boy. You know, the the issue that we've been dealing with my entire career, but it's really flared up more recently, is economic inclusion and getting more people with the skills and abilities that they need to participate in economic activity that then gives them the you know, the ability to do all those other fun things in life uh, that they do. So I guess it would be that uh, you can call it economic inclusion, economic empowerment. uh, But again, from an equal standpoint that everybody can have those skills. It doesn't have to be, you know, one subset of our population. Awesome. And then I lied. I actually do have one more question. And that is, (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we're before we end this episode? Not really. I would just encourage uh, any of your listeners that maybe aren't as familiar with Junior Achievement uh, to go to our website, reach out to their local office, uh, because coming out of the pandemic, I think young people in particular, all of us, but young people in particular, I think have been cocooned to the point where something needs to give. And I believe that coming out of the pandemic, having social interaction in the schools and in out of school activities with a caring adult uh, is going to be critical. And so anybody out there that's interested, uh, we have a way to do that in a very positive uh, manner. In fact, we did a survey, oh, about two months ago and uh, over 60% of the students we surveyed said that they lacked that contact with a caring adult, somebody other than their parent, assuming they're fortunate to have a parent, uh, but that will be key. So that, that would be my message. Awesome. Well, like always, audience, all the links for the website and the Instagrams and all the social medias will be down in the bio. Thank you so much, Mr. Jack Kosakowski, for joining me today. I am so glad that I was able to share all that JA does on my podcast. And I'm so thankful that I was able to have you share it for all of my listeners to hear. So thank you once again for joining me. And audience, I will see you all next time for another episode. Once again, I'm your host, Ashley Nevison, on One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to know what's happening next.